They're two best friends that used to date But it's hard to fall in love when you're gay and straight and now they're living in the city and they're sharing space Drinking and twerking all over the place With Thomas and Kendall, the debauchery never ends They're probably drunk so there's no need to pretend I'm everybody's best friend Hey friends! It's Thomas. And Kendall. And welcome back to the eighth episode of Everybody's Best Friend. Oh my god, is it really? Lucky number eight. <gasps> well, mm. You guys, we're going to come completely clean. We're at that point in the quarantine where Kendall and I are having some trouble turning our depressy into successy. <laughs> I, if I'm going to be fully honest, I'm in a terrible fucking mood the worst mood I have been in in years. <laughs> in years. <laughs> like, I am in such a bad fucking mood right now. It's not okay. I was just laying in my room, staring at the ceiling in silence for like two hours, like questioning every life decision. But that being said, I was like, what better way to get over my anger and bad mood than to have a little chat with my best friend. So yeah. I'm hoping that this is going to get me out of this slump, yeah. although I'm not sure anything can pick me up from this today, but we shall see. I would never abandon you guys like that. No, never, never, never. Well, speaking of bad moods and things we hate, we have some sad news to announce. Oh, we do. We have to get it off our, our chest tats. right at the beginning. Get it off our tats. Kendall and I were planning on getting a two-bedroom apartment together, but due to financial troubles, due to the COVID epidemic, and by epidemic, I mean pandemic, <laughs> um, we are moving away from each other. <laughs> yeah, we're we're no longer going to be roommates. It's just going to be temporary. It's temporary. We are both moving into great situations. Mm -hmm. It was just like, it was not the time to start our life you know, together as husband yeah, and wife. Exactly. Because like I you know, I was saying to Thomas, like when we get a two bedroom apartment, which like which like we still plan on doing at some point in the future, it's just like we want that to be like our adult home. Both of us move like every year. Yeah. We're sick of doing that. Like we want a place that we can really settle in. COVID has just made things like so uncertain and still life is so fucking uncertain. Who knows if it's gonna surge again in the fall. We're both still out of work until like 2021 at least. Yeah, at so least. There, there were just too many factors up in the air for us to like have to settle on a place, you know? So yeah. I'm moving in with some dear friends from yes. college. Thomas is moving, moving in with some, with some dear, dear friends. Dear as friends. Well. And we're only about 15 blocks away from each other. Less than that. I can't do math. I can. It's 15. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're still going to be together literally all the time. I'm sure Thomas is just going to like come lay in my bed and watch TV every single day. It's a lifestyle I've become accustomed to, so. Same. I yeah. mean, we're still going to hang out literally every day. And honestly, I think it might be good for the podcast for us to spend some time apart because right now we know each other's every waking move. Like I know Thomas is like, bowel schedule <laughs> you know like you like like it's at that level so we're also at that level where like today at breakfast for example we both started singing at the exact same time the same random instrumental line from a sarah Brella song no. we we're both like Ooh. wait <laughs> no out of nowhere so we need i think this will be good for us to spend some time apart so then we have more things to share our weekly recaps will be better but we still will be hanging out every single day so we will still have crazy fun content yeah. to give to you nobody panic i'm not panicking yeah no, i panicking. i'm panicking a little I'm panicking a lot. 
Like, I'm actually having, like, really bad separation anxiety about it. Who the fuck is this? Not who I want it to be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) and who the fuck are you? Stop! (laughs) Um... Okay, I'm spiraling already. <laughs> okay, no, but I am having separation. I just looked at my phone and it was not what I wanted to see. I'm having severe separation anxiety about it. I just feel like we've always, not to be sappy, like we've obviously been best friends forever, but forever. like now things are just like we are fully codependent now. And yeah. like it's going to be really weird not we're, seeing you every single day. You're going to hate it. I always say like every day we're like, how do we not despise despise each each other other yet like i've never spent this much time with one person in my entire life no i spent this much time with my boyfriend during quarantine look how that went (laughs) he said it not me but yeah no so it's it's gonna be a change but it will be good have no fear but i know some people were like what what happened why are you guys moving it's not because we hate each other huge fight can you imagine we're like and the podcast is over thanks off (laughs) no everything's fine it's just like covid really shanked the plans and like i may never work again so (laughs) who knows i may have to well on that topic kendall and i were laying in bed as we do a few nights ago and i just like got on careerbuilder.com and started submitting my resume to literally anything that would accept it i literally stopped looking i just kept hitting submit and then i kept getting these emails to set up interviews with these agencies and these jobs that i knew nothing about i'm literally supposed to be having a job interview right now that i'm ghosting they're like are you interested in joining the sdc medical insurance group i was like for which position they were like pending i was like okay so (laughs) you're like i am not qualified to be here i was like so no i mean good for you though for applying yeah it's crazy times out here hopefully kendall and i get like a funny serving job together and those stories for the sake of the cast will be unbelievable yeah, something to do... I picture us working at, like, a Sonic on rollerblades. Just, <laughs> Can like, you skating imagine? around with trays. Yeah, no, we need something to do until the Broadway comes back if they're not going to extend the PUA because we can't live on these low unemployment rates, Henny. But, so, yeah, we had to get that out of the way. Oh, and we're moving August 1st, so today's July 20th. So we have a couple weeks. We're gonna, like we said last week, we're going on vacation with my family later this week, and I'm sure we will have loads of shenanigans we were thinking thomas suggested because famously like i said like anyone who comes to black island with my family you just know like you are bound to black out and thomas suggested we bring the mic and we record like a 10 minute special episode of us just like blacked out rambling so you can look forward to seeing that or hearing that weekly recap what did we do this week we did everything together kendall and i went to central park with some friends of ours shout out jamie and matt the only two people we shout out on the podcast (laughs) um we went to central park and we sat under a shady tree because it was very hot and a little too close to us was this large dark comedy festival (laughs) which was just weirdos signing up on this like sheet of paper loose leaf paper taped to like a stake in the ground (laughs) a stake no it was like a twig that (laughs) then someone stuck in the ground and there was like a peach of a peach there was like a piece of scotch tape hanging on this like scribbled construction paper sign that was like dark comedy fest and it was a bunch of like 30-year-old white dudes in cargo shorts, like, doing stand-up, and the small dick energy was just, like, 
radiating towards us. Yeah. I've never. My dick was like shrinking. Oh yeah, no, minute. I just I like, was like oh. dried up like the fucking Sahara. I was like, no, I can't. That was literally. It was. It was horrifying. And at one point, this guy like came and almost like sat on our blanket, and he was like, "Are you here for the dark comedy festival?" And I was like, "How dare you assume that we are here for that? Fuck no!" It was the saddest thing I've ever seen. But also, like, no hate. You got to do what you got to do. I'm okay. sure it was bringing them a lot of joy. But the only set I really overheard was this guy being like, "I had cancer twice, and I did cancer the wrong way." You know what I mean? And I was like, "I have to stop listening, or I will commit a hate crime." Do you want to maybe flip your phone over? I know you're really stressed. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna flip it over. Okay. I'll flip my over. Another funny highlight. Circling back to our favorite topic on this podcast, the hashtag Alexis's. Oh my god. We were up on our roof with some friends earlier. Which we are not allowed on, but the door is always open, so we just go. Yeah. And so, like, we laid out a blanket, listened to some music, drank some wine, took tequila shots, you know how we roll. And we were hanging out, and at the end of the night, we all were getting ready to go downstairs, and our friends were getting ready to go home. And the door was locked. <laughs> so we were stuck on the roof. And so I sent two texts to one Alexis. Which one? No clue. And I was like, hello, I'm sorry for the late text. We're stuck on the roof. Help. And then I was like, if you'd rather give us like the number of another tenant that could come help us, please help. We're stuck on the roof. No response. So then our friend Max, God bless him, drunk as all hell, was like, oh, I'll just scale the entire six-story fire escape down to the front, take your keys, and let you in. I'm shocked he lived. No, I cannot believe that he did that. Like, looking back, that was so not smart. No, because I was going to do it. I took one look down, and I was like, oh, this is where it all ends for me. And Max was like, I'll do it. Hold my purse. Like, <laughs> I texted him the next morning, and I was like, I still cannot believe that you scaled down the building last night. And he was like, honestly, it kind of felt like a fun video game, like meets West Side Story, so I was <laughs> into it. <laughs> so we texted the Alexises, no response, but then once Max scaled down, Thomas wrote back, Never mind. But no one ever it's responded. It's been like three days, no response. For all Alexis knows, we could be living on the roof now. We could be dead up there. He yeah. wouldn't With fucking know. With this heat know. wave? Oh, never. I know. He, I mean, he really, but then we were like, oh God, now our cover is blown. We're not going to be allowed to go on the roof anymore. But this man never fucking responded. So catch us up there tonight. Okay. Seriously. Hello. Another huge highlight of the week, which I will post on the feed because of course I have video footage. Our dearest Kendall used a bidet for the first time in her entire life. Okay, when he says he has video footage, it's not like video of my open asshole <laughs> being like squirted with water. It's He took audio footage. He took like a video of the door of the bathroom with me being in there. Yeah, we went to Thomas's brother's apartment for dinner and they have a bidet and I've never used one and I oh my god. It was alarming. I mean, I've never had anything shot up my asshole. So, mm -hmm. you know, I mm -hmm. that was a new feeling for me. Sure was. <laughs> me, honey, Tuesday morning. I was like, turn that pressure up, honey. No, it, it was very, it was very alarming. I, I couldn't do it for very long. You know, just a typical week. Got trapped on the roof, used a bidet. Drank when we said we wouldn't. Yeah, I was going to try to not drink until we went to Block Island, but that didn't Some, last. Sometimes life just really be like that. It really does. So that's the weekly recap. Again, not a ton to report. We spend every second together like the Willy Wonka grandparents in the big bed. But we did watch some more shows, which we will get into in part two of our quarantine binge-watching recap. But first, Miss Kendall. Miss Bendy, if you're nasty. Who are you dying for this week? I am dying for the chicks, formerly... The Dixie Chicks. 
I stand them so hard. And they finally just released their new album. Is the album called Gaslighter too? Uh, I believe so. Let me fact check. Well, I stand so hard that they like have completely yeah. forsaken Texas. They're like, oh, take Dixie out the name. Texas is going straight to hell. And I didn't know that that was why. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love because that. Because they got into a ton of drama with Not Ready to Make Nice. Because back when Bush was the well, I remember of our that they're like we're ashamed to cut that George Bush comes from Texas, and then they got those death threats and their career ended. So they've always been kind of like oh, and now they're just the, the chicks, chicks which yeah. like everything about this album is so good. Cover art, amazing. The vibe, the aesthetic, amazing. This hot pink and yellow. They're pageant queens. I'm obsessed. The music is so good. The mm-hmm. single that was released on the album is Gaslighter, which is the name of the album, and that came out right before COVID. And I used to listen to that song on repeat for, like, an hour at a time. It's so good. And the rest of the album is just as good. Some favorites include Young Man, mm-hmm. Juliana Come Down. <laughs> <laughs> Juliana Come Down. <laughs> and by that, I mean Juliana Calm Down. Oh, my God. It, it's just, it's such a good album. So, everyone, go check it out. I'm not a huge country music person, But, I mean, that's kind of a lie. Like, I kind of am now. I've been sort of transformed. Luke Combs, I stand yo ass so hard. But the chicks, sorry, I keep on almost calling them the Dixie Chicks. Everyone go listen to the album. It's such a good summer bop. There's some ballads. There's some up-tempos. It's just amazing album overall. Who are you dying for, Thomas? Um, I'm dying this week for one of my favorite drag queens, Miss Trixie Mattel, for so many reasons. I'm always dying for her because her web series. I always have trouble like talking about it to people because I that title is just impossible to Wait, like. But that was a, I thought it was called like uh H H H. But it's supposed to be like uh, it's like hot. There's no correct way to say that. What is this? The Scripps National Spelling Bee. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Up inflection or down? Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. I think it goes down, but it, it really doesn't matter. Her web series I love. I watch it to fall asleep. I have like all the episodes memorized. And her documentary is now on Netflix, Moving Parts, which is all about like her life and like, oh, the daily life of her. We'll have to watch. And there are some really, really dark parts, which I love. And like a lot of what a lot of people say they love about it, she's like this perfect pink Barbie creation. She's like so bright and so lively and like the documentary was like so gray and drab and dark and tough. Oh my god, it was so good. But the real reason I'm dying for her this week, and this is such a dumb reason, but she put out a tweet that is now my background on my phone, which says, normalize walking by a child and saying, and who the fuck are you? (laughs) Which is just my fucking speed these days. No, it's, it's so, so It's my favorite thing to say about anybody. Like, oh. And who the fuck are you? Like, oh my god, it is a game changer. No, it's so good. We've added that to our vernacular. A big favorite, which we say on the podcast a lot, and now we just can't stop saying is, yuck, which, (laughs) yuck, which is from our girl, Michelle Buteau's special. We cannot take credit for that. If you haven't watched, we've mentioned her before. We are obsessed with her. Go check it out. Yeah, the podcast vernacular is really getting out of control. But yeah, and and who the fuck are you? I love that one. Yep. That and TikTok audios, which, okay, we need to talk, you guys. I'm sure you've heard the news, but everyone is saying that TikTok is going to be banned from the United States. What am I going to do with my life? I spend a solid 83% of my day on TikTok. I would say I realistically spend four hours a day on TikTok. And I'm only awake realistically for about eight hours of the day. Oh, yeah. I only speak in TikTok sounds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, my life is going to be ruined if the app 
is banned. The whole thing is so fake, though. Everyone is saying, like, oh, because it's China stealing your data, blah, blah, blah. But it can't be any more than every other fucking app in the world. Like, Facebook steals our data. Like, everything fucking steals our data. I don't know about you, but my FBI agent and I have a great relationship. So, you know. Hey, Stan. I know. My FBI agent watching me get ghosted today. Oh, he's like, girl. I'm like, tell me what's happening. Anyway, no, we have, I love. Are you going to want to keep that in? I don't care. Okay. I, I have no fucks at this point. Yeah. I have nothing. I have nothing fucking to live for anymore, you guys. Like I don't know. Yeah. We. You know. We all love our FBI agents. Yeah. Thomas and I talk to ours like they're real people. We always do. Because we're always like threatening someone's life, and then we're like, for legal reasons, this is a joke. <laughs> hey, girl, my FBI agent watching me make terrible decisions every single day. Oh God. Anyway. She's like, TikTok again? Now sounds like a good time for a bathroom break for the next three hours. But I think it's just all, Trump is still butthurt about when everyone on TikTok bought the tickets for his rally and that trend started on TikTok, so now he just wants to ban it because he's a big fucking pussy, crybaby, Cheeto motherfucker. We hate you ass. Someone kill him for legal reasons. It's a joke. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, long story short. Really quick. Last night we were all hanging out with Matt and Jamie again, and- Matt got the alert on his phone about that (laughs) judge in New Jersey's son who was, like, murdered because the hit was put out on her. And he just goes, oh, my God, there was an assassination. And Kevin goes, oh, finally! (laughs) I was like, who was it? Finally! There are so many people in the White House I would love to see assassinated. And we're keeping that in. (laughs) I mean, I won't do it. So if my FBI agent is listening, like, I'm not a threat, but, like, when it comes... I want their home address. I want to set an edible arrangement, a 1-800-Flowers. Like, I will be popping champagne. An Amazon gift card. But yeah, I never thought I would be excited to hear the word um, assassination, but it ended up being actually a really sad, fucked up story. But okay, enough, but more details just came out no, since the last thing that I read oh, you. Oh, really? Okay, so more keeps coming out about this. I don't know if you guys heard, but this is actually like a really fucked up story. This gunman, disguised as a FedEx driver ambushed this judge's house and ended up killing her son and really hurting her husband. And we just also found out that this judge was just assigned a Jeffrey Epstein case like four days ago. So we feel like that has some relation. But since I just read you that headline, another story came out that the gunman just killed himself. I know. Killed himself or... Was, was killed because, like, because he, he couldn't... shot the wrong bitch. I know. That's so disrespectful, but you know what I mean. We're all friends here. Yeah, no. Something is fishy. You better Glizzlane. watch your back, Gislaine. Gislaine. What the fuck is that bitch's name? Gislaine. I don't care, though. Nope, don't tell me. I, I want to just keep disrespecting her by, like, calling her the wrong name. Gislaine. Jezblaine. Glesslaine. We're going to call her something new every day. That pixie girl. Ah, yuck. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so that's a really fucked up story that's happening in the news, too. Today. It's been quite the eventful couple hours. So yeah, you're dying for Trixie. Tricks. I'm dying for I, the Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> and both of us are depressed because we can't seem to get any Dixie. <laughs> I texted Thomas the other day. I was, I'd been on like a really long walk and I was like, oh my God, I'm so thirsty. Like I want to die. And he was like, for dick or water? And I was like, both. <laughs> Both, bitch. Both, bitch. Let's get into... Let's talk about what y'all are binge-watching these days. Yeah, part two. Well, while we are on the topic of Roni, let's get into it. Kendall, so I've been watching Roni for a year or two, so I'm not, like, an OG stan. I really... I hopped onto the scene, like, season, like, 9, 10. We watched season 11, and Kendall, what were your motherfucking thoughts? It has 
changed me. <laughs> so, like I said, like, I was pretty familiar with the Housewives because my favorite podcast besides ours is The Morning Toast, and they recap, like, all the Bravo shows, all the Housewives, Vanderpump Rules, like, yeah. all the time. So, I'm pretty familiar with the drama and, like, the women on the show. And it is so fucking good. It makes me laugh out loud. Like, I die. That's absurd laughing out loud and I don't laugh out loud at like many things oh my god it's so fucking good it's so funny if you don't watch it and you like trash reality tv watch it but it's also fun like I love watching shows that happen in New York especially that are reality shows because I'm like okay where are they eating where are they going what are they wearing like that's really fun for me okay but let me let me rank them in my order of favorites at the top of the pyramid no fucking question is Bethany Frankel. And I'm so upset because I know that she leaves. She has to. I mean, you saw how season 11 ended. She was like, no, I'm over this. Goodbye. She is so fucking iconic. She's the supreme. She just tells it like it is. I think she's the coolest person I've ever seen. She's like major big dick bro vibes. Yeah. But she, she's like this skinny, gorgeous yes, little woman. She is the epitome of big dick energy. Oh, that is completely. the perfect way to put it. She is just an icon. When she just walks in the room, she's like, I'm not here to listen. I'm here to talk. Like, I'm not here to attack you. Why everyone else is. Well, you deserve it. <laughs> she's such a fucking icon. I'm obsessed with her businesswoman special. We fucking love her. Skinny girl, everything. We love it. Next. Which is a close second. But they're very different. Sonia Morgan. <laughs> This woman, I have never felt so spiritually connected to someone. No, you are literally Sonia Morgan. No. <laughs> Blacked out at all times, a smile on the face <laughs> until things go deeply south. The camera pans to Sonia and she's just in like a first position plie, like doing like crazy legs and like taking <laughs> shots. Like, oh my God, this bitch is the funniest person I've ever seen on TV. She is so Don't funny. Don't touch the fucking Morgan letters the morgan letters um she is just a disaster a pure disaster knock you out hits the table hits the ground like she, oh my god i have never related to someone more like that if you don't know me and you're wondering i guess i've painted a clear picture of myself yeah, drunk pastel. that is what i am like no and she's also like you because she wakes up in the morning and she's like i feel great what happened last night and we're like girl did you have an hour <laughs> Yeah, every time I wake up after, like, ruining someone's life, I'm just like, morning! Just, like, have no idea what has happened. Oh my god, I'm obsessed with Sonia. So Sonia and Bethany are my two favorites. Then it probably goes Dorinda, because she's kind of iconic and loves, she loves conflict, which, like, I'm here for. If you got a problem with me, it's your problem. (laughs) I love her. Every time she has a confessional, her ponytail extension gets longer and longer. (laughs) That's, like, slightly disturbing, but I love her. She's iconic. She loves confrontation. I wish we'll need to like do some more background research, but some of her like iconic lines from past seasons are so good. She's the queen of. They're all at the, I think they're at like Ruby Rosa or like some Italian restaurant downtown, and like she's yelling at Sonia about something, and they're both wasted, and she just keeps going to get her to shut up. She goes clap, clap, <laughs> like, and then they all over the house at the Berkshires, where like all shit always goes to hell. The fish room. Oh my mm-hmm. god, the fish room. That whole episode was um, so good. She has them for someone's birthday. I don't remember. I'm a fake fan. But she's like opening a bottle of vodka. She's like, everyone's fighting. I decorated. I made it nice. She, <laughs> she's unbelievable. No, she is iconic. 
So she's in third. After that, who the fuck is left? It's gotta be... No, 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 no. You gotta put Ramona in last. I, I cannot stand Ramona Singer. No, Ramona Lights brings... Lights are no. on, nobody is home exactly. every hour of the but day. But she brings nothing to the table, whereas Luann and Tinsley actively annoy me. Okay. So I have to put Ramona... After Dorinda. Because, again, the lights are on. No one's home. She brings nothing to the table. She says, like, five words an episode. Except and that... And she's always ditching her friends. She's like, I have to go meet some guys at some party. Look at my big titties and my crazy eyes. I'm like, okay, Ramona, <laughs> rein it in. Yeah, no, she brings nothing to the table. I have nothing to say about her other than she's fourth on my list. <laughs> then, <laughs> like, she literally brings nothing. Then is Tinsley. She just feels so out of place. Like, I, she feels like so not the vibe. She's like 10, 15 years younger than all of them. Yeah, she doesn't feel like on the same level as the other women. Like, it, it feels like a casting error. Well, that's where season 12, I, I will mourn the loss of Bethany for the rest of my life, but that's where season 12 casting gets a little better because they bring in a friend, they bring in like a much elevated Barbara character. Okay, yeah, speaking of Barbara, <laughs> what the fuck is going on with that? <laughs> I, don't I don't understand. Okay, so for those of you who don't watch, there's like the five or seven housewives, however many there Six. are. And then there's this woman, Barbara, who's just always labeled as, quote unquote, Luann's friend. And we'll get to Luann in a second. But Barbara, like, why is she always, like, why does she, she's on every vacation with them. She's at every party, but she's not an actual housewife. No. And she's just like a trashy, like. I think it was a kind of thing where it was like her trial season and she didn't pass the mark. So she didn't get to be a housewife. Yeah. She's a waste of airtime. Anyway. She also has full on Britney Spears makeup at all time. Or like the makeup, eye makeup looks like six days old. Oh yeah. When they the cleaned time. out her room after the Miami trip and there was just spray tan oh. all over the white furniture. Yuck. Yuck. Anyway. So Tinsley is just, she feels in the wrong show. Like, I feel totally. like she should be on Beverly Hills or something. Like, she just, yeah. when she does Leah not. When Leah comes in to replace Bethany in season 12, Tinsley makes much more sense. But then Leah is, like, the love of my life. I'll, yeah. I'll get to it after you're done. Tinsley's okay. She's just, like, a whiny bitch. And, like, she won't, she's not fun. Like, she won't play any drinking games with them. She brings, again, brings nothing to the table. But I really like her fashion sense they were like we dare you to call your boyfriend and she's like i just i could never do that he would kill me and it's like that's concerning <laughs> it's like ugh, blink blink she's boring last on my list dead fucking last it honestly goes barbara <laughs> then luann like I, and maybe i need to watch some earlier seasons to understand when but i did 12. but i did watch some earlier seasons from like I watched some episodes from like season seven before because now Luann is sober which like good for her you know sometimes that's your journey mm -hmm. so I tried to watch some like earlier episodes when she was crazy too but like now it's just like all she talks about is this cabaret which like honestly we mood have to go. no we have to go and I can relate but I just I've had enough of the cabaret plot she again also like doesn't want to be a part of any of the drama well, in her defense and listen like Season 11, I despise Luann, and then season 12, when she's off probation, she is, like, such a different human being. But, like, can you imagine hanging out with that group of messes being sober? Like, I put a bullet in my head. Right. So would I. But then, yeah, I don't know. Something about her just, like, doesn't feel, again, like, on the same level as, no, like... She's in Lou's world. Sonia, Bethany, Dorinda, and Ramona. Like... When she goes to look at the poster. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she does have some iconic lines, and the fight between Bethany and her at and she's like life is literally not a cabaret I mean you're sick you're a sick I went for a swim at the beach for god's sakes <laughs> <laughs> yeah no Luann doesn't do it for me a quick shout out to Barton G in Miami those lobster pop tarts 
give me a call. <laughs> but yeah, Luann doesn't do it for me either. The haircut's bad. The style is bad. The cabaret is bad. She's boring. Like, I, I, like, I wish she wasn't on the show. Yeah. <laughs> frankly. Yeah. And maybe I just don't know the history and people are going to come for me for saying that, but as someone who's, like, mostly just watched season 11, she's just not it. But I will yeah. be attending the show, obviously, next time she does it. Yeah. But anyway, love it. And now I'm excited. I want to get into more Bravo shows. I can't believe I forgot to talk about this last week, but one of the main things that I've been watching this quarantine is The Sopranos. And it's my first time watching it. It was my mom's favorite show, like, of all time. So when I was living at home in Connecticut, she started re-watching it and I started watching it with her. I am obsessed. It's so, I mean, it's just a brilliant show. HBO, you know, it's just so iconic. Um, I'm really into like, you know, being a mob wife now. I feel like, (laughs) just kidding. Poor Carmela. Oh God. But yeah, it's a great, have you ever watched? No, Nicholas, my little brother is binging it right now. And I was always like, oh, The Sopranos. What are you, 50? No, it's, it's so good. But like the funniest thing is everyone who has watched it is always like, oh, you know, like I'm kind of in love with Tony Soprano. And like when you look at James Gandolfini, may he rest. Mm -hmm, May he. He's just like this like large bald man, like who you would be like, ew, why are you attracted to him? But something about Tony Soprano has got that little twinkle in his eye. What can I say? (laughs) I find myself being like, oh my God. Leave Carmela for me, Tony. It's oh my god, it's it's so good. I'm about to finish season four, and there's seven seasons, so I'm like a little more than halfway through. It's kind of a slow start, but it, it's it's one of the best things I've ever watched, and I can't believe it took me this long to watch it. Up next, this was highly requested, and we gave it a fair shot. Normal people, which okay. I have re- renamed Normal People. We didn't give it a fair shot. We watched one episode, and Thomas was not into it before we even started because he just wanted to watch Roni. So he was already zoned out. That was the thing we were watching when he applied to 19 jobs, which just goes to show how much he was paying attention. No, it, it was the smart girl, the soccer player. He's like, don't tell anyone I kissed you. She's like, it's my first kiss. And then, like, they all went... <laughs> wow, excellent dialect and then, work. And then they all went to the soccer game, and I was like, it's raining. I don't care about any of you. She was rude to the teachers. I was like, I stand that. <laughs> it's felt too slow and too like quiet. I was like, I need something to distract me from my impending doom. Yeah, I'm going to give it a second chance, but I do want to read the book first. And I have a friend who was like reading it and watching it at the same time because I guess it's like the chapters coincide with like the episodes, so she would like oh, read a chunk and then watch a chunk. So I kind of want to do it like that because the people who have loved it, loved it, loved it, are people who have all read the book. So anyway, that's normal people. Whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna try it again I, after I, I start yeah. reading the book. I definitely won't. Just holding myself accountable. <laughs> I'm never gonna watch it again. I'll report back to you guys once I read it and give it a second chance. Okay, this was another request that I had also watched, which is the Jeffrey Epstein documentary is so fucked up and so well done. It just shows how fucked up men like Jeff Epstein and Jeff men, and you're men. on a you're on a nickname level with him men like Jeffrey Epstein and men like Donald Trump who just have so much money and so much clout that they can literally do whatever the fuck they want the fact that he had like the Florida police department in his back pocket and all these poor women would go to report these assaults and they would essentially like tell them to go fuck themselves and then Gislaine Maxwell and Gislaine Maxwell would like <laughs> call these women and be like there was this one case of these two sisters that went to the police very early and were essentially told to go fuck themselves and Ghislaine would like 
call her and be like, we know you like to run on the West End Highway, like, that won't be safe for you anymore, like, we will always know where you are, and, like, she kept changing her name. She, like, filed an FBI case that went nowhere, and eventually she just had to keep changing her name and moving, and Ghislaine Maxwell would always find her and be like, we know where you're living, and just know how dangerous the middle of the woods can be. A lot of accidents can happen. Like, this woman. Oh, my God. Well, but then I love that the second that... Gislaine <laughs> Glizane was arrested. She was like, I'm going to spill all the tea on these motherfuckers. But I'm just waiting for her to show up, quote unquote, dead. Like Jeffrey Epstein, quote unquote, killed himself. He did not kill himself. From like a psychological standpoint, it makes equal sense that a psychotic, deranged, rich, powerful man like Trump would just murder him to keep him quiet. 10 out of 10. That checks every box for me. Well, not even that Trump murdered him. No, Trump had like, someone murder him. No, but like, you think the Cheeto <laughs> man was like, excuse me, I need Jeffrey Epstein's cell number. I need to slip him an antibiotic. Like, you're, no, you're, you're mine. No, but I'm saying, I, like, I don't even know if like the hit like came from Trump. I think there are like still lots of powerful men. Like, I don't think it was like sent from Trump necessarily. I think like there are lots of people <clears throat> that needed him silent. Sure. I also think Trump was really, I, which I learned from the documentary, like, very Oh, no, involved. totally, totally. And, like, his shit with, like, the Miss no, America I'm not, bullshit. No, I'm of not course. defending Trump. We already know I'm praying for his assassination. <laughs> I am just... No, I... I just felt like I don't, you know... Totally. But my other side of things is, first of all, okay, that home of his, horribly decorated. <laughs> and, like, ugly. So, I'm like, what a waste of money. But... We're talking about a man who was so obsessed with always having control and, like, always having the power and always having the final say in things. And, like, to, like, a delusional extent. He would shell out all this money and create these crazy, like, chains of, like, these young girls who would be like, come give me a massage, I'll pay you $200. He would assault them and be like, if you bring me someone else, I'll pay you and them $200. So all these poor young girls. And they would purposefully go after these women who had, like, financial troubles, tough childhoods, families or they themselves with like drug problems like it was just so sick and twisted but he was always preying on people that he could always have power over right and so i wouldn't be shocked if a man like that who was finally defeated and thrown in jail and had no control over anything would kill himself well yes but that's like not even the argument of course he would try it's not like oh he wouldn't have done it it's like he was he, on suicide watch and was supposed to have someone watching him 24-7 because he's so high profile and so likely to kill himself. Mm -hmm. And if I remember correctly, like, he had tried before. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not supposed to let inmates kill themselves, especially when they're awaiting trial. Like, I'm not doubting that, like, I'm not saying, like, oh, no, he wouldn't have killed himself. It's my job interview. Oh, no, answer! Answer on the mic. Put it on speaker. No, they're gonna be like, it's your time. Do you want me to answer and just be like, I think you have the wrong number. Okay, yeah, do it. Hello? I'm looking for Atomic Soldier. Um, I think you have the wrong... <laughs> oh, I'm terrible! I've never been able to do prank calls. I couldn't even say it. Oh. What? Oh, oh, oh no. I think it was my therapist. Oh, no. oh, I think it was my therapist. Oh, no! We fucked up. Hi, Kathy. Um, Tuesday at 3.15 works well for me. If that works for you. Oh my god. Oh my god, no. You guys, we just shared. Sorry. Okay, sorry about that phone mix up. I am dodging, I'm going to say calls from telemarketers. That won't stop calling. 
and I don't have your number saved yet. You guys, <laughs> just to recap what just happened, a number just called Thomas. He thought it was one of the 19 job interviews that he has coming up that he doesn't want to do. I just answered the phone, failed at saying I think she has the wrong number because I cannot keep a straight face or do any sort of prank <laughs> like that. After we hung up on her, Thomas realized it was actually his therapist calling. Oh my god, I'm so humiliated she's responding. Oh no, I'm so scared. No, she'll be fine. What is she gonna say? No, she's a funny, funny lady. She'll appreciate it, I hope. I said, sorry about that phone mix-up. I'm about to call some telemarketers that won't stop calling and I don't have your number saved yet, so sorry. Oh, Kathy, I love her. Okay, wow. What a disaster. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, everything's fine with everything's fine with Kathy. I'm going to see her tomorrow at 3.15. I'm so embarrassed that I did that, but now I have her number saved, thank God. Now you all know, if you ever need someone to do a prank call, don't ask me. I can't. I can't do it. He's a good girl. Anyway, no, I'm saying that, like, there was, even if he wanted to commit suicide, which, like, yeah, he probably wanted to, there was no way that that ever should have been allowed. Permissible, totally. You know? Which is totally. Like, everything about it is fucked up. Totally. And I'm waiting for... Jis Blaine to to show up dead somewhere before she can testify. I mean, I hope she does testify. But well, oh no, of course she already said she's like I have tea on two huge American political figures. Like I'm ready to spill it. But anyway, sorry, a bit of a tangent. The Epstein documentary was very hard to watch, very disturbing, but so well done. And honestly, nothing but the utmost respect for all these brave women who came forward to take down this very very powerful man. I'm in awe of all of you. Yeah, I need to watch that. And we need to watch Athlete A. I'm dying to watch oh, that yes. new Olympic gymnastics Larry Nasser documentary. Oh, another piece of shit, man. Okay, and then last little shout out or something that I watched recently. It's a Netflix original movie that just came out a couple weekends ago that I just watched. It was called Desperados, and it was so funny. It stars Nassim Pedrod? Mm-hmm. That's, that's how you say it? Yeah. And Anna Camp from Pitch Perfect and Lamorne Morris, who plays Winston mm-hmm. in New Girl. It was so funny. Just the premise for this movie, we can all fucking relate. Mm-hmm. Girls and gays. Mm-hmm. I don't know if straight men do this, but... <laughs> You're a foreign breed. I know nothing about how no, your brains work. I know nothing, and I've never been more confused by you than in this current moment. But this movie is about this girl who meets this guy, they go on a few dates, they end up having sex, and then she doesn't hear from him for like a week after they finally had sex. So she's like, what the fuck? What a piece of shit. This man had sex with me and now is ghosting me. So while she's drunk, she and her friends craft this insane email, just like, tearing him to shreds about what an asshole he is. She was like, your dick was legit thin. <laughs> like, like it's, just, it's just full of really uh, funny one-liners. They write him this scathing email and then send it. And right after they hit send, he calls the main character, who's played by Nassim, and is like, oh my god, I'm so sorry that I haven't spoken to you in a week. I was actually in a terrible accident, and I've been in a medically induced coma, and I just woke up. And he was in Mexico when it happened, so then in the movie they have to fly down to Mexico. She flies down to Mexico with her friends to try to, like, steal his phone and laptop before he gets out of the hospital so she can delete the email from all of his devices. But it was just so funny and just so relatable because, ladies, I know we have all been in that situation where we're like, am I being ghosted right now? And once you realize you are being ghosted, you obviously want to call this motherfucker out. But now I'm like, okay, well... 
what if he's in a medically induced coma? Anything is fucking possible. I am like the queen of giving people the benefit of the doubt, which is like probably honestly my biggest flux. I'm like, no, he probably just like threw his phone in the ocean. And it's like, <laughs> no, bitch, she just doesn't want to speak to you ever again. So I just related so hardcore with that movie. It was so funny. If you're looking for something, it was only like 90 minutes, just like a lighthearted Netflix original. Desperados. Go watch it. So that was the best of the best of all of our 2020 COVID binge watch. Yeah, I was going to try to get in a couple more this morning before we um, started recording. I was going to watch a few episodes of All American, but then as previously stated, I'm in the worst fucking mood of my entire life. So like I just had to... A little better now though? It's getting better. It's getting a lot better now that we're doing this, but I had to just lay in silence. Um, you know assaulted my therapist on the phone yeah i couldn't i just couldn't get myself to watch anything this morning but so yeah and i mean quarantine is still fucking happening so we'll be here unemployed on our asses for another six months so i'm sure there will be lots more to cover mm-hmm. choo choo tickets out motherfuckers we'll be on the hot mess express Kendall, welcome welcome first yeah welcome aboard i'm going first another funny story from high school mm-hmm. that doesn't have to do with drinking because again I'm nervous to tell you some of my stories you guys <laughs> so give me some encouragement that you're not going to judge me because some of them are real bad that I cannot tell on the internet <laughs> anyway but this one's fine so when I was like 14 or 15 I don't even think we had our permits or maybe we did oh I think I was 15 no but I think my friend was 16 and had just gotten her permit her parents were away on vacation so naturally we decided to steal their car so we were like oh my god this will be so fun let's go on a joyride <laughs> so we're driving all around town only one girl has her permit no one else has a license we're all driving taking turns obviously we think we're hot shit so we're like texting all the boys we know that like we have a car and we're driving around today so we're like picking up chipotle for our guy friends blah 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 finally we get to our guy friend's house to drop off the food we picked up for him because we were just wanting to do anything to have a car we get out of the car shut all the doors to hand over the chipotle go to get back in we've locked ourselves out of the car (laughs) And yes, no, I knew, she, I know she had her permit because laying on the front seat was this girl's like keychain that had her permit face up oh, on no. the driver's seat. So we're like, holy fuck, what are we going to do? We can't call like the police or AAA to come open the door because they will see that her permit is sitting on the seat and none of us have a license and we didn't want to get in trouble for taking the car. So we start Googling and I'm not kidding. It, this was, it was probably like 2 p.m. when we got locked out of the car and it was dark by the time like this story ends. We had spent like hours Googling every single way how to break into a car. We Because the driver's window was open about one inch. So we had like, we made contraptions out of hangers trying to pick the lock, open the door. My favorite technique, which I see on TikTok a lot, but this didn't work when we needed it. You cut a hole in a tennis ball and you put it up to the little lock on the door and you basically like do CPR on it and it's supposed to blow the lock open. Didn't work. So finally we were like, oh my God, we're just going to have to turn ourselves in. And here I was being like, oh my fucking God, I'm about to go to jail. I was like, they're going to lock my ass up. I was so nervous. And like, 
I really sound like I was, like, a troublemaker in high school, but, like, I really wasn't. Like, Uh that was, like, pretty out of character for me to do. So, of course, the one time I decided to do something, like, rowdy like that, it blew up in my face. I don't think so, Miss Thing. So we were all freaking out and, like, oh, my God, we're going to have to call the police. But then finally, one of our friends, because there was four of us who had stolen the car, one of our friends was like, wait a minute. I'm going to call my aunt and see if she can help us. And you guys, this is the kind of aunt I aspire to be. Mm -hmm. She called her aunt and explained the situation. And this woman, a godsend, drove like from three towns over to the house we were at, came and she called AAA, pretended it was her car. And because we had like a real adult there, they just like ignored the learner's permit on the driver's seat. And she was like, she gave us like a stern lecture, but she was like, I won't say anything to any of your parents. Just like, you're all fucking stupid and don't ever do this again. And we got away unscathed. That's unbelievable. I know. I mean, that is the kind of aunt I aspire to be. I think actually her parents did find out that we had stolen the car because it had like no gas in it. And they were like, the fuck? Yeah. But I got away unscathed. At least I think my friend whose parents' car it was did not. But that was, that was good times. That's the one time I've ever stolen a vehicle. What's yours? Mine is not necessarily my story, but it's a story Kendall and I are both a part of, and it is just too funny to hide from the podcast. It's a good one. So we are very lucky that our high school, our public high school had this like incredible theater program. Yeah. Freshman through senior year, like amazing theater training. Shout out to Sean Harris. You are the man. Yeah. Thomas and I like both had the opportunity to go to this like private performing arts high school. And like we chose to go to the public school because like the arts program was arguably better than like this art school. Like it was, we were very lucky for like who we are and what we wanted to do that that was our public school. So, you know, everyone takes acting one, acting two, freshman and sophomore year. And then you have the opportunity to audition into this honors specialized performance study program, junior and senior year that like... Toss the hair. Obviously, Kendall and I were in both years. Obvi. But sophomore year, the big project was we were learning all these new acting techniques, and then the project was we needed to select a person from history who had passed, and then study them, study their life, do a whole scrapbook as them, and then do all these acting exercises as them. And then the kicker was one day we had to go through our entire school day, attend all of our classes as this person. Like, (laughs) wake up as this dead celebrity and go through the entire school day until that final bell, the godsend. You were free. <laughs> so, Ken, I was River Phoenix, Kendall was Janice Joplin, so we were just, like, tripping the whole day. It was very fun. And then, shout out, if she is listening, I would just, like, <laughs> weep tears of joy. Anna Minnis, the queen of all queens, chose to do none other than, you guessed it, Helen motherfucking Keller. <laughs> she brailed her entire scrapbook, she, like, learned ASL. Yeah, she really went And she went honestly, in. like, what a brilliant choice, because we had to do all these interviews at three different points in this person's life, and she would just sit there. And <laughs> I think like, probably the last one she could speak. She could speak, yeah, when she had passed on. But I think one time she had, like, Sarah Baldwin shout out, like, be, like, um, and Anne, Anne Sullivan. And so then, the day comes, Kendall and I are sitting in our Spanish class. And think about how chaotic this is to anyone who is not an acting student, let's, which is the majority of the students. Let's also population. talk about bullying and like hazing. Like no, no, but that like, I mean, we're lucky that like we were quote unquote like cool people. Yeah, so like everyone left us alone. No, people were like kind of having fun with us. You know, like I remember like talking to people like as Janice. <laughs> you know. Let me let's set the scene. It's Spanish class. 
It's River Phoenix, Janis Joplin, and, and Helen, Helen Keller. Keller. By this point in the day, Kendall and I are fully on one, running around the class, like, being nuts. Kendall's in the back like, crap, baby! <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, tripping balls, walking around the chairs. Like, it was out of control. And Helen, <laughs> God bless her soul, is sitting there, eyes open, staring into the abyss, not saying a word the entire period. I think she had to have someone walk her to all her yeah, classes. Yeah, I was just thinking that, too. So then, we're all in this class, and all of a sudden... So unfortunate. Unfortunately. There's a fire drill. And so Kendall and I are like, lit! And stroll out of the classroom, not a care in the world. Fire drill ends, we come back inside, and still sitting there, staring at the abyss, was Helen Keller. <laughs> they left her motherfucking blind and deaf ass inside during the fire drill. The building could have been burning down, and Anna Menace, you goddess, sat there being like, this she could be the end. She committed to the bit so because fucking no hard. no one in the school was like, oh, let me get this blood. Like, they're no, like, and we oh, came- well, fine, let's go. And she was just like... We came back, and our teacher was like, oh my god, Helen! Kendall <laughs> and I was- lost it. We are oh like, Helen! I was dying laughing i just cannot believe that she sat there throughout the in- imagine if like because sometimes don't like firemen go through and inspect the classroom an administrator came to her and was like you have to go and then she didn't move what they have done <laughs> i know i wonder if she would have broken that is commitment kendall and i were just like especially junior and senior year the queens of academic shenanigans we really were again and we both had like above 4.0 averages like i don't know how we got away with with the shit of the shit it was just because like teachers always loved us yeah we got away as we mentioned before with like some really crazy shenanigans but a couple we just wanted to touch on a couple more that we left out (laughs) last time we talked about our high school shenanigans senior year of high school every day like three different colleges like representatives from colleges would come to our school and give a presentation and we quickly found out that you could get an excused absence from class for any college visit that you went to as soon as thomas and i found that out we went to every single college visit (laughs) mind you everyone knew that Thomas and I were, like, one of three people. It was, like, us and our friend Max were, like, three people who everyone knew was going to school for theater. Yep. So, and auditioning at the same, like, ten schools. Yeah. But our asses showed up to, like, Dartmouth. High, High point, point. Like... Skidmore. Skidmore. <laughs> the novice boats. How could we forget? <laughs> and every time you had to... It, it wasn't just, like, a seminar that you sat in and listened to. You had to, like, actively say, like, why you wanted to go there, what you wanted to major in. So we would come up with different storylines, like, every time about what our major was and what we were looking forward to. And, like, I'd be like, oh, I really want to be in a sorority. And just, like, the <laughs> dumb like, shit. do you prefer the ACT or SAT? It's just, like, in terms of test prep. And then I'd be, like, on my phone the rest of the No, and we would just do it to again skip AP environmental science. I think I went to that class four times in the entire year. Me as well. So one day we were in one for Dartmouth, which we certainly weren't getting into or even applying to. And of course, of all teachers, who walks into this fucking seminar? Our acting teacher who just walks in. And this guy was also like a big mentor to us. Like, so we were super close to them. He locks eyes with us and at the same time we just go the jig is up and we like tried to hide behind our pamphlets we we're like <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile i was like i'd love to hear more about uh the equestrian th- program <laughs> i'm not gonna get on a horse <laughs> yet another way that we rigged the system but perhaps my favorite most iconic so some high schools have like an open lunch policy meaning during your free periods you're allowed to leave and return hall 
our high school most certainly did not. Did we do it anyway? Yes. 100%. Um, so Any we, free period, I was like, I'm out of here. Yeah, I'd like go home, I'd get a bagel. We were, we'd love to go to this bagel shop in town, get bagels, come back, eat them in the library. It was our thing. If you got caught by a security guard, shout out to Zandra, <laughs> or you got caught on a- Jerry Rip. Oh, Jerry Rip. Jerry the Blueberry. Mm. May he rest. Um, <laughs> or you got caught on a security camera, you would get a detention, which we were like, oh, we're untouchable. They would never. <laughs> Where are they going to find us? In the college fairs? Literally. So one day- No, like the last, the last week of senior year. <laughs> week of senior year. Here. Kendall and I are both unbeknownst to each other summoned to the office and I'm like oh I'm probably getting an award <laughs> mood, mood. I'm like they're naming something after me so as I'm walking down the long glass corridor I all of a sudden realize Kendall and I are both walking to the office at the same time and I'm like now wait a damn minute it's <laughs> like wait what's happening and then we get a text from our friend Phoebe shout out being like you guys, we got caught getting bagels. As Kendall and I are like skipping to the office ready to be like showered in accolades, we were like, oh my god, oh my god, I do not believe this. So we're like, oh, we're fucked. Immediately I text my mom because I knew that when you get a detention, like they make you call your parents like in the office in front of the vice principal. So I already, I texted my mom. I was like, hey, I think I'm about to get a detention. My mom doesn't give a flying no. fuck. And my mom already like thought I was trash garbage, so there's no need to warn her. Yes. She's been waiting for these calls her whole life. So I texted my mom. I was like, I'm about to get a detention because I went to Logstock at lunch. Like, just be warned that like I'm about to call you. So we go into the office, and let me tell you, the office receptionists, our dream audience for any kind of <laughs> insane tableau we were looking to create. <laughs> so they were like, what are you doing here? And I was like, like Ross from Monsters, Inc. I was like, we think we have a detention. Putting on a whole, like, three-act play. Kendall's like, it was Thomas! He helped me against my will and dragged me to Lockstock! I'm innocent, I swear! Both of us, like, being like, I, I object, Your Honor! Like, putting on a full play for the receptionists. They're all, like, cackling, they love us. And in comes our principal, who's like, what are you two doing here? Getting an award? And we were like, Mr. Zatoon, come here. Our principal was in our back motherfucking pocket. He was the love of my life. Honestly, could get it. Dan yeah. Zatoon is the man No, Zatoon. he was my biggest fucking fan. I did this, like, one... I sang one song at this, like, stupid ceremony called Mr. Hall once for a friend. And to this day, the man writes on my Facebook wall, and he's like, oh, my God, when you sing Wind Beneath My Wings at Mr. Hall, best <laughs> performance I've ever seen. So this man, we had... We were obsessed with so each other. So he sits down to, like, chat, and I was like, Mr. Satoon, we left, and we went to Lockstock during six period, and we're about to get detentions. Help! And he, like, grabs me by the scruff of my neck. He's like, all right, get in here. He's like, you guys, you're actors. Just put on a show. Yeah, he, like... Cue up the waterworks. He works. acts as if he's about to, like, yell at us, but he's like, okay, you're going into Miss Namnoom, which, like, she was the cuntiest person <laughs> around. Sorry, I said it. She's Heavy bang, covers the eyebrows, couldn't trust a word out of her mouth. Adult <laughs> braces, perchance. <laughs> Yeah, she was the vice principal, so we all knew what we were in for. He's like, you guys are actors. Bring out the waterworks. He's like, frankly, if you had brought me a bagel, we wouldn't even be in this position. Like, <laughs> the whole thing was a fucking joke. We were literally graduating in one week. Meanwhile, one at a time, Miss Namnoom calls us in. Because we thought we were like, okay, we'll do a whole bit. We'll do a little tap dance, a couple <laughs> time steps. And then like at the end, like she'll be like, okay, you're excused. But one at a time, she makes us go in. Did you go in first or did I go I first? think I went in first. Kendall went in first. Then I was still holding court with the receptionist ladies as Kendall's like fate was being assumed. I went in and I was like, hey girl, how y'all doing? And she's like, so do you know why you're in here today? And I was like, not so sure. <laughs> Is there a plaque being engraved? <laughs> she was like, so we have security footage of you leaving school and coming back, like, 45 minutes later, like, 
and you know they could tell I had bagel all over my hands so I was like oh yeah I was like that was me (laughs) not me wrong bitch but I was like yeah that that tracks like I've been doing it every day like I don't know what she wants me to say I was like you right and she's like, okay, so uh, I'm going to need you to call your mom and tell her that you're in the vice principal's office. So I was like, Meanwhile, okay. I'm sorry, you're giving this bitch a lot of credit in this reenactment. She was like arms crossed thinking she was like raking us across the school. She goes, I want to watch you call your mom. And yeah, I was like. I was like, okay, go off. So <laughs> I fucking dial her number and I'm like, hey, queen, to my mom. I'm like, I'm just sitting here with the lovely Donna Namnu. I'm like, so here's the tea. I was motherfucking hungry, and I got a cheddar everything bagel, okay? I'll see you at home. <laughs> and my mom was just like, okay, bye. And then Miss Amy was like, let me talk to her. And, like, grabbed the phone and, like, retold the story to my mom. And my mom was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, what? She's in college. She graduates in a week. And she wanted a damn bagel, okay? Leave us alone. So then she was, like, pissed that, like, my mom wasn't pissed. And then I was just like, okay, fucking... Like, jerk me off. I'm like, I don't, like, what do you, what do you want from me? So then I just, like, walked out and I was like, suck my motherfucking dick, you blonde bitch. How about you get your bangs fixed and then come and talk to me? So then, so I think, was Dan in yours or just in mine? No, he didn't, oh, he came in the room with you. No, I was our principal was sitting, shooting the shit with me in the receptionist area. And then she goes, okay, Thomas, come on in. And that's when he grabs me by the scruff of the neck and he's like, get in here. And, like, throws me into the room as a joke. And I turn on the charm. I, I think a lot of the reason I got away with a lot of shit in high school is because because I was, like, young and openly gay, everyone assumed I was oppressed and had, like, a very difficult time in my yeah. life, and I was, like, such a positive beacon of life, but, like, my mom came out to me, bitch. Like, <laughs> it was smooth sailing. I've been sucking dick since grade school. Not a, not a demerit to my name! <laughs> so I walk in and I turn on the charm, I'm like... Miss Namnum, that green blouse is exquisite with your complexion. And she's like, mm-hmm. like, Dan's a tune is cackling. We are like kikiing in front of her. She's so pissed. She goes, Do you know why you're in here? And I was like, Meanwhile, I'm back with a receptionist. I'm like, Ladies, come here. I'm like, What do we think of Donna? All of us are like, Bitch, hater. I'm like, Fucking thought so. Like, I'm like, We're spilling the tea. I have like all the secretaries like, you were like in my house. Come here. Dude, come here. You got a dollar? Like, literally. I'm gonna go get another bagel. You're bagel orders for the office. Literally. Like, playing with Scallion for you, Leslie? What about you, Barbara? Literally. I'm like, hey, this is making me miss AP Environmental Science. I'll fucking stay in this office all motherfucking day, okay? So I'm in her office with Dan, and she's like, do you know why you're here? And I said, am I getting an award? And she said, no. And I said, well, then I'm at a loss. She was like, you left to get a bagel. I was like, sure as fuck did. It was tasty as shit. Do you smell the Scallion on my breath? All right. She was like, same set of shit. She was like, I'm gonna need you to call your mom in front of me. I was like, KK. I was like, my mom already thinks I'm gutter trash, so this won't come as a surprise. So I pick up the phone, I'm like laying it on thick on the phone. Dan is cackling in his seat. I'm like, I'm here with Miss Nam Noom. I'm it's looking like an Ann Taylor Loft sort of blouse situation. It's really working for her. I'll get the deets. Marshall's in my house, but she doesn't seem like that kind of bitch. Like, like kind of reading this woman, and she's like not cracking a smile. She's so pissed that I'm like not scared of her. And then she lays it on thick with me. She's like, we're going to have to give you a Wednesday four-hour detention. And guess what Wednesday is?
friend Matt while I was like trying to assault my ex-boyfriend. It was like a whole thing. Anyway, back um, to the main story. No, it was the Six Flags trip for seniors. Yeah. And so she goes, it's the senior trip. And my mouth just hits the floor and I look at Dan Satoon and he goes, will you excuse us for a minute? And I walk out of the room and the receptionists are like, so I heard he got pinned. And they were like, <laughs> what's happening? And I was like, this motherfucking cunt is trying to take us out of a Six Flag trip. Oh, we and they were like, like, oh, absolutely. We will not stand yeah, for this. Yeah. And we were like, we will not stand for this. <laughs> like, I'm like, going to fucking show up anyway. What are they going to do? Take my diploma? Ground me? Like, what? I, I was going to be graduating in one week. So I go back in the room and chat. I think I went back in with you because yes. then I went, I was in, yes, we were yes, like, yes. let's negotiate, ladies. Yeah, I was like, let's talk about the offer on the table. Um, <laughs> and she was like, so instead of the four-hour detention, Mr. Zatuna's vouched for the two of you, and you will instead do two separate 90-minute detentions instead. And we went to one. No, and we went to two. Oh, no, we, yeah, we went, we to, one went to one for 45 minutes. Yes, and then, and then Miss Parsons, my queen, the substitute, was like, okay, you two go. I also, let it be known, wore my cap and gown to the <laughs> detention as an act of protest. I was like, <laughs> like, waving like the Queen of England down the hall, like, blasting pomp and circumstance from my iPhone 4. Like, Yeah, we went to one, we were there for 45 minutes, and she was like, eh, you can go. We were like, do we have to come back tomorrow? She was like, no. <laughs> we were like, okay, see you never. She was a queen. I hope she's still alive. Miss Parsons? She was really old and frail when we were there. I hope she's okay. But anyway, we really rigged the motherfucking system. Miss Nanum, if you're out there, nice try, motherfucker. Dan's a tune. You could still get it. This cheered me up. I'm so glad, Kendall. I'm going to go wallow in my bed again. No, but... let's watch Roni. Or, okay, yeah, or fine. like, move your body. I might do that. I know, but, like... We're having a heat wave right now. We're having a heat wave. We're having a heat wave. <laughs> so it's 93 degrees. It's going to be 90 still at 8 p.m. Feels like 99. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I hate myself. We've been eating. To still go on a run. No, I have It feels like 99. Are you out of your mind? We had iced coffee and pad thai for breakfast today. <laughs> Something must be done. And I, I don't see our diet changing anytime soon, so we gotta go for a motherfucking jiggle jog so we feel a little <laughs> bit better about ourselves. Can we do something here? Like, sure. I don't, I don't want to go outside. Sure. But, like, I also don't really want to work out. I want to be sad because I'm in a bad mood. Anyway, I felt uh, this helped me cheer up a little bit. What friends are for. Thank you guys so much for helping me through this hard time. You don't even know what's going on. As always, Kendall hates it, but if you have any requests, thoughts, you can email us at ebfpodcast at gmail.com. Don't say a word. Don't I'm say not. a word. I want the note on my phone. I'm not. And as always, catch us with all our shenanigans and all our like weekly photo dumps from each episode at best friend underscore podcast on Insta. Love you guys. Love you. Kisses. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Everybody's best friend.